This is the Diverse Leaders Conversation Podcast. The only podcast for diverse leaders and founders with your hosts, Dawn Morton-Young and Kat Wildman. Starting up and rising up against the odds. Hi, Callie. Thank you so, 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 so much for joining me from across the waters. (laughs) So what time is it where you are at the moment? Uh, It's three o'clock in the afternoon. So we're we're middle of almost end of the day, but not quite end of the day like you. Yeah. (laughs) So by the time we finish, you'll only have about an hour left. So hopefully we'll make your second to last hour interesting for you. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. So, um, just tell me, like, um, obviously, who you are, what you do, where you're based. Sure. Yeah. So it's it. I'm based in Minneapolis. That's the easy one to answer, um, which is in the middle of the country, the middle in the north. I always call it the Tunderland. Um, what I do, I'm a multi entrepreneur. So I've never been very good at just doing one thing. <laughs> um, my career started as a musician. I'll give you kind of the high-level overview that brings us to where we are. I started as a musician at a young age, um, actually enjoyed a professional career in that and did pretty well at, in early in my years, and then morphed that into teaching music, morphed that into a career as a voiceover artist, um, overlapped with some health issues in my 20s, and so that eventually became a business in wellness, um, teaching and coaching people using yoga, because that was the thing that brought me back to a positive state of health instead of a negative state of health. Um, And through all of those experiences, there were, you know, there were side jobs in the years when I was doing music in the skinny years, and I was always ending up on leadership teams, and I'm, I'm kind of a macro level thinker. So I started consulting for small businesses and brands about six years ago now, uh, formally, you know, started consulting. It was basically taking the skills of wear the hat, figure out what needs to be done and do it. Yeah. So what do you consult on? So now it's, it's in communications. Yeah. So now I work particularly in partnerships. Um, I've moved through the, the thing that's kind of the, the unifying thread of all of that is storytelling. I always think, you know, at the base of everything that we're doing, there's a plot and there are characters. And so if you have good characters and you have a good plot, then you have a good story. And I think business is that way. I think voiceover is that way. Um, I'm very much a people person first. And so, you know, it started with communications because I saw that that was often where breakdowns happen, you know, in small businesses, particularly where there's a lot to do and maybe not enough people to get the, to get it done. Yeah. So you have to be really communicative about who's doing what and what protocol is working that you've been doing or what needs to be changed. And so it was, it was um, functioning as like a marketing arm and helping develop internal communication methods. And some of it was operations, but now I've transitioned that um, into being primarily in partnerships. So I get to be that intermediary between the organization and who we are trying to interface with from a customer standpoint. Um, and I really, I'm working right now with a startup called Fempeak that's also our founder is in the UK. So she's okay. in, in your neck of the woods. Um, and it's been really interesting. It's my first time working with an actual startup that is, you know, raising investment and trying, we, we originally were planned to go VC stage. 
Now we have, um, we are a Web3 education platform. And so we're trying for a, what they call an allow list, which is interesting tying in with your, your concept of diversity. I don't know if you know much about Web3 or NFTs or. No. Oh, no, a bit about NFTs. Yeah. Okay. So they have this thing that, you know, it used to be called a white list and they now yes. call it an allow list because it's a little more inclusive. Inclusive. Yeah. Um, yeah. That makes sense. We're getting ready for our allow list drop in July that we hope will carry us through for the next couple of years. Um, and if not, then we may end up going the VC route. But it's been um, it's been really, really interesting. It's in it's in you know tech and finance, which is a completely different sector than who I've worked with before. Um, but yeah, so that's that's where I'm at. I still keep my voiceover business alive for my own creative soul. I do that. Yes. You know, I'm now I'm now a moonlighter. Um, but yeah, that's right. So uh, a few things actually that have stuck out with what you said. So the amount that we have in, co in common is untrue. Mm. So I um, obviously I also work. So I'm a coach, but I also work as a consultant and I'm in the music business. I have what I call a portfolio career. So I do backing vocals and session singing and bits and pieces like that, mostly for signed artists. No so, um, yeah, so uh, I just came back from the States, actually. I did Madison Square Gardens, which was like... Oh, uh, my gosh. Who yeah. are you? So, um, Burner Boy, he's an Afrobeats artist, like a Grammy winning, yeah. So, um, a lot of the younger ones I do, but I've sung with Emily Sandy. I actually was on one of Madonna's tracks. Um, I've done... I've um, got stuff coming with Lionel Richie. We did some studio work for him. and Amazing. So, I do loads of different things. And then I've got my day job which is where I kind of I coach who I coach underrepresented leaders so that's women ethnic minorities people with disabilities and neurodiverse people mm. and that's basically with a view to address the disparity at board and, ex and exec level um, mm. but also for people that are entrepreneurs or have businesses as well um, yeah. and then I consult on DEI and I'm also a HR consultant um, mm. and when I was doing HR consultancy, I specialize in the fintech space. Okay. So when you're saying that you're now working with a wow. fintech business, I'm like, all of that makes sense to me. So um, yeah, really, I, I, um, I, don't, I don't know how people can do one thing. I've yeah. tried it and it just doesn't work for me. For me, it's always been, I was just thinking as you're saying, because one of the things that I try to convey to people is that, you know, a lot of people will join an industry and then stay in that industry because mine is my focus is in kind of the communications part of operations and operations can be internal. And as I'm learning with partnerships, operations can still be an external facing uh, issue as a contractor. You're always dealing with kind of the tight knit leadership team. So for me, that was what, drove me to work with clients. It was, does yeah. it feel like there's a synergy between people? You know, it wasn't necessarily that I needed to know a ton about their industry, particularly because as a consultant, your role is to kind of come in and go, how do I fill in the holes? How do I fill in the yeah. gaps? And a lot of times you can see that a lot easier, more objectively when you're coming from the outside. Um, and then, you know, you just have to be gentle enough, I think, to to know how to fit into their culture and yeah, yeah. How, to, how to bring some real value. Um, but yeah, for me, it was always, it was just about connecting with a leader and going, yeah, I like what you're doing with your business. Uh, it seems like you need some help. 
And I think that I can offer something to your team. So that was that was kind of the the connecting code. But that's amazing that we have yeah. so many things in common. So many things in common. Yeah, that's why I was just like when you started to talk, I was like, oh, it's like me. <laughs> what were you in the in the fintech world? How did you get into that from music? I'm curious. So, um, so I so I've always kind of done both and juggled both. So I came through the normal, I guess, professional route, um, okay. and then I started to work for very phone i don't know if you know they people that do the cart the terminals so i i went in there as a contractor to do a project for three months and i ended up staying there for two years as a contractor but um you're definitely right because when you are a contractor or a consultant to me it doesn't matter what industry it is because as you say your job is to kind of come in have a look see what's going on and quite quickly be able to observe what the yeah. culture is how it is that people do things and what you're going to be expected to be able to give i guess um, yeah. to serve the organization so um yeah so i work for them i work for another uh, business called cartronics and they do like atm machines um huh. and then yeah so that was kind of my fintech that's interesting and now one of my clients in my hr business because i still have a hr business is um they're called jelly smack and they are an organization that does you know when people that have got millions of views on youtube they yeah. do the video content for those kinds of people so people that are like viral youtubers okay. they do their, their video content but they're based in france so okay. um, yeah so yeah real mismatch and then i have obviously my dei people which could be anyone and i speak at events and all of that type of thing as well so yeah, yeah. Um, you're a busy lady a busy lady and then i have well, then I should ask you, how did yeah. you get into music then how did that so about? church okay yeah just a so yeah so we kind of you know we grew up in church and then the older ones i guess they went off and started to do things professionally and then they call you and the music world a lot of the time is about who you know so yeah. like this weekend happened to me i had a gig on saturday and then i got called on the friday to say oh can you do something another gig which was like a rock concert i've never sung for a rock um artist before he's a states artist so it was my chemical something's concert oh, it's I a rock see. band a massive they're a really big uh rock band my like romance romance yes so it was there and then i was with barnes courtney who was supporting them okay so um yeah so i went in to do that but it's like so it, it, that that's how it's been but my friend called me and said oh the tour manager said have you got any bvs or anybody that can go and do it and then she called me and i ended up doing that um so it's kind of a really small kind of hub over here it's very different i would assume in the states apart from outside of state but That's here yeah. i would on another call i would love to pick your brain about that because i've always been really curious about the uk market i just i love the the sound i love the uk sound like all of my favorite vocalists are uk vocalists yeah 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 yeah, Leon yeah Lohan, we'll, we'll you know have her. another call another day yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we, we could talk about band. music stuff yeah <laughs> so, okay. so um yeah. so what um, i'm gonna just go through the questions and then um you can let how do you think that your journey has been different from others who i guess don't have your diverse trait mm. or how do you think your journey has differed i guess maybe because of you being a woman or you know well for me i would say 
leadership was is and was always a focus for me and it didn't it didn't start that way because I wanted to be a leader it was like I'm just a very verbose person yeah <laughs> um for better or worse you know I tend to be the person who's like hey wait a second are we yeah. dealing with the issue at hand like let's not sweep that under the rug let's actually talk about it and so that was what you know when I was younger that was what got me opportunities because I was just, I think, vocal. Um, and then it was a, it was when I started teaching. I mean, I took my the teaching job that I had was two years in um, the state of Idaho, the great state of Idaho, which is beautiful. And it was kind of me like checking out from the world for a little bit because I had seen this drastic change in the music industry when I was in New York, and it had coincided with a time in my life where I had those health issues. And it was like, I kind of could unpack what my career had been thus far. And I was like, why do I always end up being the only woman in the room who's speaking up or who just is, who's there at all? Um, And, you know, I grew up, some of it was growing up in, um, Minnesota is a very, I always say we have like our own brand of liberalism here that's, that's like a little bit sheltered from the greater world. It's part of why I left because I knew that we have, it's lovely, it's beautiful, the community is so friendly, um, but it's almost like, in some ways, we don't, we don't like to admit that there are, like, bigger problems in the world, you know, like, we have our own little culture here that we work with, so I kind of grew up under this guise that, like, truly, I believed I could do anything, I mean, thank goodness, my parents encouraged me to be like, whatever you want to do, you can go do it, and I had no idea that my gender might be an issue, So I was like, you know, 27 when I started unpacking, like, what have I been participating in? And why am I the only woman? And what is it? What is it about that? Like, I just wanted to unpack, like, is it, uh, is it luck? Do I have certain characteristics that have made this happen? Um, And I do attribute it to, I think, two things that have make made me that have like opened the door for me to be a leader is one, like I said, my willingness to open my mouth. Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm not really afraid of having challenging discussions. Um, I think I'm pretty good at navigating challenging discussions. I don't necessarily like them to get aggressive, but I, I am willing to always say, you know what, we really need to discuss X, Y, Z, or this has been a repeat problem and we're not addressing it or whatever it is. So that was characteristic number one. And then probably similar to you, characteristic number two is just a propensity to get bored. <laughs> Yeah. And so I like a challenge, you know, yeah. I like to be in an environment. I always, I always like attribute it to the creative brain. You know, I always say the, like the right brain is the creative brain is a problem solving brain. Yeah. And so I like to be in environments where there's like a blank slate and you just kind of have to figure it out, like jump into feet and swim and learn as you go and figure it out. Um, so those, those are the things I think that have served me. Um, what I think has been frustrating and it gets better as we get older. I mean, the whole, I think it's a shamble that like women are the best in their youth. Like, no, screw it. Every year gets better and better. Yeah. I think we're given a little more credit. Um, you know, it was, I think the hardest phase for me was that, that kind of awakening at 27 until I hit just a couple of years ago at 35, where I was like, trying to really prove to people that I had a perspective that could, that could contribute at a leadership level, you know, that was valuable. Um, 
and I was still relatively young in my career. So I had to learn to kind of balance, like be strong in who you are, Callie, and recognize that compared to, you know, the 50 year old who's been in the industry for a lot, you know, 20 years longer than you or 15 years longer than you, there is something for you to learn. Um, but it was, you know, I think the, the biggest thing, and this is where my yoga practice comes in as women, I will say, we do have cycles that make us more aware of the changes in our environments. And that just by the pure nature of it makes us more sensitive. And that means I think we have to be, and I say this out loud because I have to say it to myself all the time, like we have to be our own keepers of giving ourselves an outlet for those emotions because it's it's really easy to have it happen in the workplace yeah, and, and it doesn't lead to productive outcomes all the time, usually, but it's an important part of being a human. So like that took me some years to unpack, right? That like, I may be frustrated with some of my experiences, but, but it's not my colleague's fault or it's not my boss's fault or it's not my client's fault for the way the world has been built for the last 2000 years. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, and it's, you, I just wanted to pick up on what you said, because there was a couple of things that resonated. So when you spoke about, first of all, when you were growing up and your parents encouraging you and you having the idea that you could do anything. Yeah. Now that is something I obviously part of my coaching practice. So I say to um, my coaching clients all the time when we start our relationship, I'm sort of like, okay, so I can get a little bit woo. If you're happy to be woo with me, then we'll do that because I, I because some of, and I'm also NLP qualified. So a lot of the stuff I do is wow, mindset. So a lot of it is around mindset and changing mindset. And yeah. so although what I teach is that although yes there is discrimination there is bias there is all of these things but if your mindset is as such as it doesn't matter what those barriers are if you see it the same as getting a degree is a barrier or doing whatever yeah. that qualification is is a barrier if you see the bias and the discrimination as just another barrier and you just know in your mind that you're going to get to where it is that you need to get to or that you're going to bypass it that makes yeah. a huge difference and it's yeah. what you were just saying in terms of you had that mindset and so the opportunities came because you were just being authentic yeah with yourself yeah. and I'm really you. I'm really lucky that I had that that foundation and I don't want to sound like I don't have insecurities right like yeah, I think that yeah. that's an important part of like I said have giving myself an emotional outlets, like literally planned time in my day to be like, how am I feeling? Is there something buried that I'm actually like not admitting to myself? Like that, like giving us space for our insecurities is so important, but, but learning an appropriate place to put them. Like for me, that was, that was really, really, um, that was really important. Uh, there was something else you said I wanted to say about NLP and Oh, it'll come back to me. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay when it does. So yeah. thank you. So um, can I ask, is your day-to-day -day work experience affected because of your diversity? So when you go into clients or when you are people, how do you find that experience? You mean in terms of like the setting or more of the skills that I bring? Sorry. So more like, um, you know, like when you're in your day-to-day -day work, um, mm -hmm. 
sort of say if you've met a new client or if you've do you find that people might do you do you feel like because sometimes it's not over that you're reacted to differently or is there a different way that you need to approach things do you think because you're female in certain industries um yeah. it might not there might not be a story to tell but it's just a question no there's definitely a story i'm like trying to figure out how to answer that concisely because again i go back to it i mean there's always challenges in every life situation right like yeah. life does not it's not linear it's not flat um i think that kind of back to your thing about mindset the the first couple of years that i was consulting i recognized my own my own barrier and my own bias because of music ind industry experience that i'd had with men and having kind of this constant objectification and i and i want to actually unpack that word because i think we use it so much that we kind of have this like immediate association as it being about about being sexualized and while that's part of it mm. for me it was like the deeper layer of that you actually don't have again like a, an opinion to contribute a perspective con to contribute and I had to go through that with the first couple of clients I had that were male leaders where, you know, I still think about those and I go, I don't know. I mean, they were good learning experiences. They ended up being short contracts. They were largely frustrating. It was mostly me getting my training wheels about what it meant to be a consultant and how to be my best professional self. And it felt like quickly in both, I'm thinking of two in particular, and they're both lovely men and I both wish them well with their like their businesses. But it was like, I quickly fell into a role of like, oh, what can I have you do? It was like, they wanted me to be like admin support. And I was like, that's not why we uh, initiated this contract. Yes. And that's not what I do. No, like if you want admin support, that I'm not looking down on that at all. I mean, that's great. And it's hard work. And if but I was- not if you're a strategist exactly like you get yeah. it like if i was a detail-oriented person i'd be happy as a clam but like i am not that is not me so i yeah. you know like if you want me to come on as a strategist and as a communications like person helping to craft your message and figure out how that's going to be implemented we we need to have a talk so so it was it was learning how to get better at negotiating contracts on the front end um it, it was learning how to make sure that i like I always have in the back of my mind, I have checkpoints where I'm like, again, I want to be sensitive. Every situation I go into is different. Sometimes I'm like, you know, this feels like it's not working great. How do we have a, a checkpoint? How do we implement one of these checkpoints I have in place? And sometimes I'm like, no, you know what? This is just a, a barrel through and trying to do the checkpoint is actually going to frustrate the client. And so that's not necessarily because, you know, I don't work under like EOS or strength finders or some of these other more templated consulting uh, yeah. structures. Um, and so I have to be cautious of the fact that it's, it's always going to be a little more fluid, but for my own being able to bring my best self and being able to contribute in a way that works well, I, I, tend to think of things in like a structure because it just helps me to be like oh, okay this is that three month time when you know the the fairy dust has worn off and they don't they realize i'm not going to solve all their problems but i still yeah. can solve these specific problems and so let's make sure that we're being transparent and that we're having good communication about everything so 
Does that answer the question? It does answer the question. So there are, so basically what I got from uh, some of that, what I, one thing that I picked up was that you do have to have some sort of an extra consideration because you're aware of how you may be viewed by clients, etc. So yeah. yeah. I've learned to lean on structures. I talk about that a lot okay. because I, I think of it as like your strategy map or, I mean, if you know this, if you're a coach and consultant, like you think of things in like modules, you know, yeah. like what's step one and what's step two and what's step three. And so that's the way I've learned to kind of think about, okay. And to just, um, again, the power of speaking things out loud. I think sometimes just saying like, Hey, I know, I know that this didn't quite go the way we wanted to. The way I'm seeing it is we're at month number two and we've just integrated with this new partner or we've just brought on a new project and we're in that redefinition phase. And so this is where there's more dynamic learning and we have to get to trust each other a little bit more. Yeah. And I want you to know that these are the things that I feel like I can really execute well. And these are the things that we're probably going to need a little support on, or I just need you to be checking in with me to make sure that we're, that things are working the way that you want them to. Um, yeah. I lean a lot on, like documenting i've learned that document what you do as you do it yeah because we're all human we're all creatures of habit we're all going to have our own patterns if you know your patterns and you can communicate them most people man or woman are going to be are going to just trust you more they're going to yeah, be like yeah. oh okay like this person is worth their salt and they're professional and they know what they're doing so. And because I, 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 that's what I was going to say that the, I think sometimes as women, um, and and people from other groups as well, that creating credibility for yourself with a new client or in a new job or in a new you know whatever it is it can sometimes feel like more pressure like you're under more pressure to let them know that you're a credible person to work with them because yeah. it's almost as if you think that you're already coming from a step backwards because of how you you present you know you're a woman you're black you're disabled you're you know whatever it is yeah. Um, yeah. and i think that that can sometimes that sort of pressure of feeling like you're under a microscope even if you aren't it's almost as if you're there to, there's an extra ha uh, layer of having to prove yourself yeah. Well, and I think something that I've had to learn for myself that, you know, everyone's different, but it's not playing into that. Right. Like remembering that, I mean, you know, I was a 19 year old, like singer doing like wedding gigs and I was a waitress when I was younger, but I'm not that anymore. Yeah. You know? So if somebody has put you in that place, I go back to, again, how can you own your own energy? And you know this from like NLP, like, yeah, re and recognize the energy you're in, have enough self-compassion to go, what's the, what's the narrative that I feel is coming at me? Or what's the narrative that I'm telling myself that I think is happening? And how do I go, well, I, don't, I can actually shift this. Like I can yeah. shift it with my own choices and with my behavior. And that is a daily thing. <laughs> That's a daily thing, 100%. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so can I ask what support have you had from organizations that you've worked for or with, if any? So mm. um, is there any, yeah, has there been anyone who has stuck out to you or any organizations or any things that they've done that stuck out to you in terms of support? Oh, well, right off the bat, I will say the 
the startup that I'm working with right now, our founder, Somi Arian, is a beast of a human being. She has more energy than, I mean, I don't know how she gets everything done that she gets done, but she has a real teacher's heart. And I feel like this is the first organization that feels like it's had more of that cohesion. Um, like there's just so much support. I don't, I don't yeah. ever feel, I don't ever feel like I'm supposed to not ask for help yeah. or, or like not understand. Cause again, we're working in web three, which is such a new landscape for everybody. Um, and she's the expert of our team. And so, you know, for me to say, well, what does this mean? What is this term? Those kinds of things. I don't ever feel like that's not welcome. So she's, she's been really, really um, an incredible mentor. Um, and then there was early on in my like transition into self-employment, I got involved with a local group um, that was part of the larger lean in organization. I don't, I know they have an international reach. I don't know how strong it is in the UK. Yeah. I'm not sure who, what, who lean in are actually, maybe you can explain because there'll be people that's listening that don't know. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, it's a little bit of an older organization at this point. Um, Cheryl Sandberg, who is the COO of Facebook started she wrote a book gosh it's almost 10 years old now i think it was 2013 um called lean in and she just she had some great writers who helped document what are the barriers that are keeping women from reaching the leadership level her thing was about women in leadership and that was right at the time when i was stepping into self-employment like really really in a bigger way right because i did i i was lucky young and i played music and then i did many jobs when i lived in new york and then i taught and so this was like me transitioning into like okay set up your you know business llc and uh try to get into media which was larger contracts and a whole new world so i read her book and the whole premise was that all the proceeds of the book went back to the foundation that is a nonprofit that helps support what's called these like lean in circles that happen all over the world. And they have resources on the website, but our local lean in chapter is a woman named Linda Brandt, who is just also just like another one of those women who is just like fierce and she's a connector and she's up at like four 30 every morning and posting on, you know, her like LinkedIn channel or her Facebook yeah. channel, like seven every morning. She's great. Um, and she was always really encouraging of everything I was doing and was always willing to help. I mean, I, she was someone I felt like I could reach out to if I was like, I'm just stuck. I don't really, I don't even know who to talk to or who I, I was like, Linda probably knows somebody. And so I would like email her. Um, but that organization was great because it, it really attracted a diverse set of women who were interested in, um, in just bolstering their leadership skills. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, I, I, I find that because obviously what you've mentioned is another having a woman boss, a female boss. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, you're going to get, well, we should hope that you would get support when there is somebody that's been there, done that and kind of understands what the struggle is um, mm -hmm. to get there. So, um it doesn't always happen though, right? It doesn't always happen. And that's what I was going to say uh, yeah. is there's some instances. And I think, again, that's something, you know, when I'm working with clients around 
whether when you're a woman and you feel that you need to compensate for being a woman by trying to act more like what your perception is of a man and how a man would act and so then you get those people those uh, you know when they're saying that female bosses are the b word and you know you have all of that type of uh i guess persona and i i think it's around letting women know that it's okay for you to be a woman yeah, yeah. But you don't have to try to not be you know whatever your authenticity is you don't need to try to not be that so yeah. that you can get further and that is the change i think that we're trying to make in society so that everybody can be their authentic self and still be able to be respected be heard yeah. and be able to give their talents you know absolutely i think i think a lot about um duality that's like embedded in yogic spiritual practice yeah, or yeah. um the yin and yang and the yeah exactly and the balance in terms of because i've had a couple of those female mentors and they and they hit harder for me you know like the ones that that don't extend their hand or that even worse like try to put a thumb on you yeah um for me those always felt so much like it took me so long to get over like the the disappointment and the like pain and the what did i do wrong and you know kind of the negative self-talk like so much more than male mentors who may have just like you know not been paying attention or not done something the right way or or what you know we're we're kind of being a little more stereotypical male. It always felt a little more zinging and a little more biting when it came from women. Mm. And, and it's, but it's been a real practice for me. Like at the, at the heart of everything I do is a philosophy called Vipassana. That is a style of Buddhist meditation, which means to accept things as they are, because when we come to a true place of acceptance, we can, you know, be really at peace with, with everything that we have in the moment. Um, and we see clearer and, so that back to that concept of duality it's like yeah there's this part of you know maybe there was a mentor or a woman who like was was competitive with me who sh who should have shouldn't have been because she was a teacher or who was awful to me because you know i was being too loud and too boisterous and attracting too much attention that's usually the problem for me you know but on the flip side i had to go like what has this woman had to come up against like were her parents maybe not as supportive or has she just seen has she just that much more exhausted and she's just like had it with the world and she's not able she doesn't have anything to give and maybe i asked for too much like maybe i tried to take too much at a time when she didn't have it to give you know so it's like trying to have forgiveness um yeah. and all the while an empathy yeah and all the while keeping the expectation that we we need to stop that behavior like we yeah. need to do a better job of saying again back to if you don't have something to give just say it like hey guess what i know you really want a mentor right now i'm tapped out cool yeah. <laughs> now i know and i won't you know bark up your tree and then yeah. you terribly and now we have a bad you know a, a bad uh interchange on our track records so. yeah 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 no that makes perfect sense um so can i ask what advice would you give um to others to help with their career journey and i know you said quite a lot already in terms of that sort of helpful tips but yeah what sort of what would you say to other women that are coming after you that are either looking to be entrepreneurs or you know just for in the world of work 
I think two main things. Um, make a practice of knowing yourself. Love that. Like in whatever way, let let that. I say a practice because the whole notion of practice to me is that there's play built into it. So it doesn't have to be the same thing all the time. Like knowing yourself might be your emotional self one day and it might be your physical self another day and it might be your creative self. Like be willing to stay with your own evolutions and 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 practice being with them, you know, in, in ways that feel good to you. Um, and then the other thing is like find, find allies, you know, um, and be, I say this because it's been one of my, again, like we all have our biases. Like I've had to learn that sometimes allies come from unexpected places, you know? So I really like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and last question for you, if there was one thing an organization could do or something that you know that they have done um, to support you or other women, or other women leaders, what would it be? Do you mean like like in the workplace if there was yeah, so in the workplace or even like you know your situation where you're going into the workplace but as a consultant mm. so yeah. oh wow that's always the hardest part right asking for what we need yes um, let's see i think you know here's here's what i will say this is like my and i've said this to girlfriends over the years kind of in jest but i really do believe it I think that women should be given moon days. I call them moon days because the one cycle, the, the time of the month that happens for every woman every month is a beast to try to manage with the external world and the pace of our world. I think that if employers could build into time off the concept of a once a month moon day, like so many other problems would not happen because we'd just be able to have that one day a month to take care of ourselves. So that would be, it's a little so bit. I, time, I think that's amazing. So I don't know whether you've seen um, in the news, definitely over here in the UK and Europe. So Spain, I think are now looking to introduce period holidays for when women are men menstruating. So menstruating really? holidays. And then you've got the whole discussion that's happening, especially over here. There's some court cases going on at the moment about women that are going through menopause yeah. and how far that is actually a disability. So I, and I've said, uh, um, you know, in my other calls before that I am actually going I'm in perimenopause at the moment. I'm going through early mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I have, I've got four children. I think my body just said I've had enough. Um, yeah. And so, um, and so I know that when I'm having hot flushes or, you know, I don't get um, irritable, like people get mood swings and all that type of thing, but okay. I do get hot flushes. I do get lack of sleep, yeah. um, not being able to sleep at night, insomnia, that type of thing. And, when you think about it, though, those symptoms do last for a couple of years. So yes. when we look at in the UK, we have something if you a disability is categorized as having a long term health condition that affects your day to day life. So menopause actually fits into that. So at the moment, we are getting the men talking about our moon days and when our moon days cease so um, i think that that is a, an amazing tip or request that you've given and it's really timely because i think it's what they're speaking about now that's amazing well. i'll have to look for that article okay that's great
So, yeah, thank you so, so, so much. I don't have anything else to ask you unless there's something else that you wanted to offer, but really wanted to say thank you for coming on. It's it's really good to get a perspective um, from another person, especially somebody from the States that has their own business, because we've had uh, someone on before that is also an entrepreneur, but they also worked more in industry. And I know with okay. what you do in terms of music, you've kind of been freelance for a long time. Yeah. You know, as it is with musicians, we and you know, we just had the pandemic and nobody was working, mm -hmm. and you know, like the stress of that, which is why I'm glad that I have my portfolio career because I just can kind of hop from one thing to the other. But yeah, you know, it's yeah. been really, really interesting speaking to you today. So, thank Agreed. you, thank you. No, I appreciate you reaching out and making the connection happen, and I definitely want to chat music another time. Yes.